ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Thank you so much for your kind welcome with Hari Naam Sankirtan. I regret I didn't join with you more in the Hari Naam Sankirtanam due to some uh, temporary wound that I'm undergoing. Uh, thank you also the uh, ladies who made the beautiful rangoli. So we'd like to request everyone to kindly sit down. You can take chairs or sit on the floor. And also please switch off your cell phone. All right. Most intelligent people don't have cell phones. So I have in front of me a list of seven questions that it's been advertised that I would speak about. Now any one of these questions uh, would take quite some time to discuss properly so uh, i'll start with the first and let's see how far we go if remove this bottom from here so the first question is who is god uh it's a good question it already uh presumes that we accept that there is god many people think that there is no god that simply we're here we get born we die and everything is finished so anyway we're not going to discuss that now we accept that there is god i think everyone here accepts that there is god otherwise you wouldn't have come here god means the supreme being par param vastu now uh Some people say that Jesus is God. Some people say that Allah is God. Some people say that Shiva is God. Uh some people say that Krishna is God. Some people say that is uh Mrs. God Bhagavati. Some people treat their wife as God. Although Shastra says that the wife should treat the husband as God, but in Kali Yuga everything's back to front. In the western countries and now uh, there's a fashion to treat one's dog as God. And because in India everyone thinks that whatever everyone does in the west is best, so many people in India are now doing practically they're doing dog puja. So how are we to understand Oh and many people say that well there are many gods and some people say that uh everything is god but actually the definition if if we say that everything is god or there are many gods then there's no meaning to the question who is god because god means the supreme controller the supreme person so the uh knowledge of god has to be had from shastra If at all we are to know who is God that knowledge must be from shastra shastra means the knowledge that is given by God so that we can understand who he is now we may say well there are many shastras 
the most prominent in the world are the uh, Vedic knowledge, the Bible and the Quran. So uh, we accept Vedic knowledge as most authoritative because it treats the subject matter of the Supreme Brahma uh, in a scientific manner and gives us knowledge of the soul, who we are. The, the uh, topmost Vedic knowledge is summarized in Bhagavad Gita. Uh, we get a clue. Please turn your cell phones off, everyone. From Bhagavad Gita itself, we can uh, understand who is Bhagavan. The very title, Bhagavad, is Bhagavad Gita, is derived from the word Bhagavan. So, uh, in Bhagavad Gita, we have repeatedly the term Vigyana. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna does not ask, he does not say, you just believe in me or you go to hell. But he says, Jnanam teham savigyanam midam vakshyamiyasreshataha That I will now speak knowledge, Jnana, and Vigyana, uh, specialized knowledge, I will speak exhaustively. Exhaustively means completely. So it's a completely different approach to the Bible or the Quran in which you're just told, well, you just have to believe it. The, in uh, the Vedic knowledge, the approach is that one should try to understand it. Of course, understanding spiritual knowledge is not simply a matter of having a good brain. But pure, good character is essential. Purity of consciousness is essential. We cannot understand God if our consciousness is in tamogun and rajoguna. So to develop good character, there has to be uh, certain rules of behavior. It's not simply by discussion that we can understand God. That is why in our Krishna consciousness movement, for those who are serious to understand God and to practice Krishna consciousness seriously, we prescribe certain rules. One, can, so one cannot eat meat, fish, eggs, garlic, onions and understand God. One cannot be the servant of one's tongue and also be the servant of God. One cannot be the servant of one's senses and be the servant of God. So all kinds of intoxication are also forbidden. Uh, all kinds of gambling are also forbidden. And illicit sexual connection which is very much promoted via the cinema and the TV in the modern age, uh, that is also uh, Forbidden if one is serious about understanding God. So there are certain religious systems that are becoming prominent in India today that very much promote meat eating and even drinking of alcohol. But one cannot develop love of God if one is in low consciousness. One may have a fanatical approach which is more impelled by hatred but there's no actual love of God. So the question is, who is God? But first we should understand that to understand the answer to this question requires a certain level of purity. 
is not attached to anything. That is Bhagavan. And is this not a good definition instead of just having a vague idea? So many people talk God, Allah, Ishwara, Jesus, but what are the symptoms by which we can understand who is supreme? This, we, this is the description by which we can understand who is supreme. And uh, we can understand that this description can only be properly applied to Krishna. That is why Bhagavad Gita is called Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad, this song, the Gita, the song of Bhagavan. And that is why Vyasadeva, uh, <coughs> who is also uh, a, a portion of Bhagavan, Bhagavan Badarayanaha, um, he, in referring to Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, always states Sri Bhagavan Uvacha. He does not write Sri Krishna Uvacha. Now, this description applies to Krishna, and there are other forms of Vishnu Tattva. So they're, they're well known Dashavata, that Matsya Koma Varaha Narasimha Vamana Ityadi, and many other avatars also. Uh, but it is not that everything is and everyone is Vishnu. Vishnu is one person, the supreme person, but he appears in many forms. <coughs> now, uh, I know that many people in Andhra Pradesh, they are attached to thinking that Sai Baba is Bhagavan. Just like in Bengal, many people think that Ram Krishna is Bhagavan. In Gujarat, many people think that Swami Narayan is Bhagavan, and probably many of you never heard of Swami Narayan, but in Gujarat, many people think he is Bhagavan. When I was traveling in Bangladesh in the 1980s, I would find in every district they had a local Bhagavan. So it is not my intention to hurt anyone's feelings, but uh, it should be stated that one's feelings or sentiment are not a very, uh, it's a very poor basis for understanding who is Bhagavan. It's uh, essential to properly understand who is Bhagavan. Because you may do all your puja and prayers and everything with great faith, but if you do it in the wrong place, then it's, all, it's like offering ghee into ashes. So, uh, if we study these qualities of Bhagavan, we'll find they're perfectly in Krishna. Just like all beauty is in Krishna. Krishna is Shyama Sundara. Always, uh, we see Krishna is very, very beautiful. He is Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya Vishesha Shobham. He is more beautiful than even millions of Kamadevs can imagine. Now, uh, as a symptom of Kali Yuga, many people who are not actually Bhagavan are promoted as Bhagavan. But by this scientific test, we can understand who is actually Bhagavan. Just like by scientific test, you can very, you put litmus paper, you can very easily understand what is acid, what is alkali. So by the, the scientific test given by Shastra, we can understand who is Bhagavan and who is not Bhagavan.
Um, someone who is not extraordinarily beautiful cannot be considered to be Bhagawan. In uh, India, Aishwarya Rai was famous as very beautiful. Actually, all over the world, she was Miss Universe. Right? But that was how long ago? Maybe 20 years ago or something? 15 years ago? So I think now she's not so beautiful. So any material beauty, that is temporary. But Krishna, he is Satchit Ananda Vigraha. His form is not material. We have seen the uh, picture of Krishna at Kurukshetra with Arjuna. So at this time, by material calculation, he must have been in this world 125 years. But So you might expect that uh, he should be in a wheelchair and with wrinkles. But there is no such thing because he is Bhagawan. He is as beautiful as ever. So uh, you should seriously consider if someone is actually by mature cal calculation uh, very ugly and they spend the last years of their life going around in a wheelchair, uh, this person cannot be Bhagawan. Now some people say, well that's his Leela. Krishna's Leela is dancing and playing and singing. There's no... We don't find in any Shastra any description of Bhagawan suffering. So it is a very great mistake to consider uh, someone, even if he's praised by others as Bhagawan, to actually be Bhagawan if he's not Bhagawan. So I know that many of you are attached to uh, Sai Baba and maybe others also. But please consider very carefully according to the knowledge of Shastra. Don't be misled. All these so-called avatars, they're products of Kali Yuga. There's no mention of them in Shastra. There's no mention of them in Shastra. Except in a generic way to say that there are many cheaters in Kali Yuga. So who is God if we uh, understand very carefully from Shastra? We have to come to the conclusion that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then, uh, if God is one, why are there so many religions? That's the next question. Well, uh, God presents Himself in various ways to different people at different levels in different times and places. You may say that, well, if, if mathematics is one science, then why is it taught in so many different ways? Because there are different levels of understanding. To a young child, we first of all teach one plus one equals two. And we show them, you take one apple, another apple, you have two apples. You take one idli, another idli, and you have two idlis. And eventually they understand, one plus one equals two. Very good! Then it gets a little more complicated. Two, two minus one equals one. And then they have to start really thinking. And later on you can get into all you know, algebra, geometry, trigonometry, calculus, and who knows what else. <coughs> There's no use to try to explain calculus to some 
to a child who is just learning 1 plus 1 equals 2. And in fact, many people, they don't get to that level at all. For them, it's enough to understand uh, enough basic arithmetic so that they can handle the, the money that comes in their hands. So in the same way, there are different presentations of religion due to uh, the eligibility of the people to understand. And another reason there are many religions is because there are many people who don't understand, who try to explain to others. So it all becomes confusing. Therefore, the beginning of Vedic spiritual culture is Atato Brahma Jignasa. Now one should inquire into the nature of the ultimate reality. Instead of just following some religious path because you're born into it, or because you like it, or because someone offered you uh, a job if you adopted it, or because you wanted to marry a girl and she said you have to convert if you want to marry me. One should inquire into the actual nature of reality. So this approach will lead us, uh, or has the possibility to lead us to the uh, highest and fullest understanding of God that is possible for us as tiny jivas. And the Brahma Jignasa concludes the, the inquiry into the nature of Brahma, that concludes with Bhagavad Gita. With Arjuna's realization, he says to Krishna, Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitram Paramam Bhavan. You are the supreme Brahma, the supreme truth. Yeah, anyway, it's easier to translate it into Telugu. Param Dhamma, Pavitram Paramam Bhavan. Frankly, you don't need to translate it. Bhavan means you, for those who don't know. Then what is dharma? It's the next question. Dharmang to sakshat bhagavat pranitam. Dharma means to uh, 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 that which is given by Bhagavan. To live according to the rules that he gives, that is dharma. Therefore we find in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Tasmat Shastram Pramanam Te Karya Karya Vyavastitho Gyatva Shastra Vidhanam Karyam Karma Eharasi That one should know what are the Shastras, what they prescribe, and act accordingly. Then the next question Is there life after death? Certainly. The body is only chemical. But you and I are not simply bundles of chemicals. If the human body was a bundle of chemicals, then there would be no such thing as a murder case. If I take an axe and I smash a motorcycle to pieces, that is a crime. But it is not nearly as serious a crime as taking an axe and hacking to pieces a human being. Why is that? The motorcycle is only chemicals and the human body is only chemicals. And actually the material in a motorcycle you can sell for scrap 
and get a lot more than you can for a dead human body. The human body is mostly water, which is hydrogen, oxygen, then carbon and nitrogen. You cut you, these chemicals are not very valuable. Whereas a motorbike is mostly steel, which is uh, more valuable. So murder is a crime because within every every living body is living because of the presence of the soul, which is not just chemicals. This, the Atma is independent of the chemicals that constitute the body. So when the body dies, we do not die. It's a simple thing to understand. Much more could be said about this, but due to time restrictions, I'll stop now. Unless there are any questions. Actually, there may be many questions. That's why we invite you to attend our regular meetings. All right, are there any questions? So, any questions, please? There's, yeah, please raise your hand if you have a question. There's a question there. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Yeah, Hari Rama is the answer. Now what's the question? Alright. So we'll answer. Say the question in Telugu. Uh, you are yeah, in you're used to Hari Rama first. And in some parts of India the tradition is to chant Hari Krishna first. And it really doesn't make that much difference. But as we are followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who chanted Hare Krishna first, we chant Hare Krishna first. Hare Krishna, question or a speech? So what's the question? You testing me? Kama Esha Krodha Esha Rajoguna Samud Bhavaha Mahashano Bahapama Vidhyena Mihavayana. So I hope I passed your test. But more important is to understand the uh, how bad is the what is the effect of this material desire? Yeah, anything else? Well, we just discussed that. Well, we just discussed that briefly. The real religion means to understand that there is God, He is supreme, I am not supreme. I am the servant of the Supreme. So we have to serve Him. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu summarized this. Jivesurupoi Krishna Nitadas. Hear the translation. Alright. Um, as you understand, I don't speak in Telugu. I speak uh, Hindi and Bengali, but 
there are so many languages in India and you can't learn them all. So I've asked one of my disciples from Poland, who's now living in India, to learn Telugu. So we'll invite uh, Gadadha Krishna Das Adhikari now to speak Bhagavad Katha in Telugu. And he also has a Telugu wife, although we're all spirit souls.